Okay. Okay. So, say something. I'm saying something. <laughs> All right. It sounds clearer. It sounds clear. Is it is it better? Is it way better? Yes, yes, yes. Much better. Oh my god, that took a day and half an hour. A day and half an hour. A day and a half hour. Oh my lord. Discussions always revitalize me anyway, so that's good. So how are you? How how are you anyway? How are you? Let's just start with how are you because we haven't we haven't heard from you for a while on the on the cast. Fuck you mean? I was here last week. Were you here last week? Yeah you were! (laughs) 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 You know what's happening? My, My brain's not working properly anymore. This is, this is what happens when you're trying to get Zoom to work. My brain is just lapsing. I don't know what's going on. Okay, brains, my bad. Brains. My bad. Boy. My bad. But yeah, since then, since then, um, it's been interesting. I've been in a lot of up, like up and down waves, mm, feeling quite creative mm. at the moment. Mm. My my content on Instagram is popping right now. I'm just I'm just letting it flow, and I'm saying what the fuck I feel and observe so it's all coming out very naturally um, mm-hmm. so I'm loving that mm-hmm. yeah man yeah I'm just living that's good to hear man. that's good to hear oh man um with me I don't know I don't know how you do it <laughs> to be honest I think I need to follow suit by you just being super free and open and stuff. I think I'm still learning. I mean, I am free and open, but I guess because of the environment that I'm in, where people don't actually say what they think, it does take a toll on you. Because you're so, I'm so used to being in England where, you know, you, you say what's on your mind. Of course, there's a time and a place, mm-hmm. but you still say what's on your mind, but... Over here, everyone's always thinking something, but they will never say it. And you, so you never know what's actually going on in someone's head. So you think that they're being nice with you, but inside they hate your guts and shit. So being in that environment mm. is, yeah. You never know who to trust over here. Yeah, it sounds rough, man. Sounds rough. It's not rough. It's just... How do I say? I just wish that they'd be more open with how they feel is all. Like if mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's it. It's not like it's not like I'm having a bad time. It's just 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 be more honest. That's just be more honest with yourselves, kind of thing. It'll make life so much easier. At the same time, everyone's looking for a leader. Like everyone is looking for a leader. And let me put it this way. Koreans didn't invent hip hop or B-boy. <laughs> Korean hip hop 
and Korean B-Boy is some of the most fire shit it is popping. on the planet. It is popping they like a invent- motherfucker. It was something that they picked up from other pioneers, you know? From those Americans and the people that, that were, were moving in them spaces. And they were like, you know what? This shit is dope. I want to do this. So then they copied it and then eventually they made their own they made their own. So there's like Korean hip hop is not like a rip off. No. It's Korean hip hop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so you might be in a similar position to where you're the leader now and you get to be the one that's like, like fuck all of this. I'm just going to you know, say what I feel, man. And then I don't know, you might be able to start a cult and have people <laughs> worshiping you. It's up to you. It's up to you. That reminds you me know? of Mob Cycle 100. <laughs> Oh when um he slowly starts to use his psychic powers and people realize so they start our entire cult to him and he's like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Everyone's oh, just man. praising him and shit. Oh so funny. Um I can see that I can see where you're coming from. One one thing that really made me laugh. And it's so interesting is that um, back in the day, this was almost five years ago now, um, Japanese people would say this thing where they would always want to date a woman that's under the age of 30. Because in Japanese culture, uh, a woman who's over 30 is a woman that is old and you don't want to deal with that anymore. And I was like, what? That always blew my mind. I, I, you know, but now, recently, now mothers and MILFs and older women are now starting to slowly become the rage. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why seeing all of these foreigners hanging out with all these nice looking 30 year olds that the Japanese don't want. They're like, oh, okay, we hang out with you. And then. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you fight as hell. I don't matter. I don't care your age. I hang out with you. And now you see all of these ones going, oh, MILFs are looking nice now. And not just any <laughs> MILFs, like busty MILFs as well, like some curvy MILFs. MILFs that you didn't <laughs> think to. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Because you don't understand. You don't understand. In Japan, the small uh, physique and the kawaii face and the, the small face and the very thin and very petite that's what they're into that was their thing and then now recently for some reason it's now like okay so before it was young small face petite kawaii cute now it's more older mature milf busty and it's like oh the transformation is happening oh wow yeah it's strange to see it's strange to see but it's interesting. <laughs> oh man. I mean, to be honest, it's, it, it kind of points to an evolution that I've witnessed um, everywhere. Like, uh, yeah, I call it an evolution more than, more so than a revolution. Just from me personally, I've always been drawn to women that are older than myself. Hmm. And I think a lot of that reason is because the ones that were similar or closer to my age or younger than me, they weren't ready for what I can offer. She wasn't ready. That's it. That's it. They, they ain't ready, man. And that's okay. You know? So, um, you know, my partner, 
my, the the mother of my children is a few years older than me what, what? as well. Big what? up, big up. What? I said whoop whoop. Oh, okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah, man. And yeah, it was like a different energy from the start, you know? And beyond that, I've been able to to see her transforming her, her body and her mind and, you know, everything, her, her spirit, go through a transformation over the, the course of eight years. And that's been very interesting to me. Mm. And it's all about, it's about depth and substance. And it's not that young women can't or don't have substance, but it's that it takes a certain level of experience yeah, to be able to, to cultivate that depth. Because I've met some very mature young women who are like 22, 23, right? And they're, they're highly intelligent. They're like tapped in spiritually and all of that. At the same time, there's no replacement for someone who's had 30 plus years of actual experience mm-hmm. on this earth and gone through those things and those different stages in life mm-hmm. and navigated the the ups and the downs and the, the relationships and the expectations and the, the, the social narratives and just like however they deal with that personally, they've been through it, period. And that makes a world of difference. You you really know how to explain that. <laughs> you explain it extremely well. Because I agree with you. Because even like you can you can say the flip side for women, you know? That's why remember when we were in college and the girls would always be like looking at the older guys. And as a dude yourself, you get jealous because you're like, what? He's a pedophile. Why are you going after the older guy? <laughs> But now that you're older and you understand the difference of the dynamics, you're like, oh, no, but I get it now. Because women just in general mature faster than boys. It's just nature. It literally is just nature because they have to wake up to the cause of, you know, having to go through a period. And that wakes a woman up more to okay, I can get pregnant at any time. I might have to wise up on the world because if I don't step accordingly I might get my shit in trouble so they have to mature a lot faster than guys and to be around your peers who are still like children it's like she's not feeling that so of course she would want to have a guy who's already past that childhood phase that's actually mature and it's the same with yeah the guys like going out with a woman in her 20s and being in my 30s now and looking back, I'm like, oh, no wonder shit didn't work right. Because women in their 20s, just like guys in their teens, you're still finding yourself still insecure. You still don't really know much about who you are, what you want from a relationship. Like you said, there are some women out there that are in their early 20s that are on point. They're so intelligent, so mature. They know where they're going. But... Some are not until they get to the age of 30. Because like I said, there's this uh, misconception in the world that once a woman has gone past the 20s, all of a sudden her worth 
drops, her value drops. And that always confused me because I've always seen the old, like women in their 30s as her, a woman reaching her prime, going towards her prime. Because that's when women start to relax. They start to get so funny, so cool to hang around. And I'm like, I'd rather hang around a woman in her 30s and a woman in her 20s unless she actually knows what's going on. Because hanging around with a girl in her 20s, the expectations she has is like, it's like a Disney movie. She treats you like you're some kind of prince. And it's like, girl, I'm just a dude. (laughs) This is not no, you know, I'm not no knight in shining armor. I'm a dude. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned something interesting regarding girls going through puberty and having their periods. Mm. And that serves as, it's, it's nature's initiation into the beginning of, of womanhood, into the, like leading into womanhood. Mm-hmm. That's nature's initiation. We, so when I say we, I mean like boys growing into men, once upon a time also had initiations. But the society we grew up in, we didn't have that. Uh-huh. We literally didn't have that. We, we were not we were not initiated into manhood. That's true. At all. I could that's good. That's a good thing to actually point out. That is so true. That is 100 percent correct. Because for a woman, that's why women never had initiations. Because that always happened naturally for her. Like, that's why different women have periods at different times. And once you start bleeding, boom, you're technically, officially a woman. As soon as the blood comes out, you're heralded as you've reached it. You're here. Your womanhood begins. For guys, we don't have that natural indication of, boom, now you're a dude. It's not like we just wake up one day and our balls just start shooting out sperm. It's like, oh, sperm has started. (laughs) I'm a man now. We don't have that. So like you said, we did have rituals for boys to go, you know, do something to prove themselves that, okay, you're, you're a right. man now. You can lead the pack kind of thing. I get, yeah, that's true. That is true. Wow. That's, that's it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why so many guys now are lost. And that's why it takes longer for guys to mature now. Because I feel like I haven't... Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like only when I got to my late 20s is when I started to feel, oh shit, I wasn't mature before. Now I'm starting to mature before I was <laughs> I was playing about. <laughs> what was mm. I doing? Oh man. Yeah, man. The journey, like I'm even, I'm looking back on something I did just last year and I'm like, wow, that was some bullshit. <laughs> you know so it's like but I I love that like I always want to be able to look back on the year previous and say oh what the fuck was that Mm -hmm. you know because that that means to me that I'm evolving so I I can live with that and but yeah like missing that initiation that that tangible thing where boys get together with the older men in the tribe and they say so this is what it is like these are the ways of our tribe these are the ways of manhood and this is how to be a man and being held to that standard. And I think we spoke about it in one of the earlier episodes that at the same time, that sort of direction towards what it means to be a man is led by women in any case. Mm-hmm. So women set the standard for what it is. So what, and this is 
something that I've been working with, like an idea I've been working with recently. Men can only get away with what women will allow them to get away with. Woo! Very simply. Woo! Men are programmed by nature. I, I, would I say, yeah, I would say by nature to do the bare minimum, <laughs> the bare minimum and no more, right? In order to go above and beyond, a man, right, a human male, has to be able to see the greater benefit for doing so. And I think it was Chris Rock in one of his stand-ups a few years back. He said, if a man could fuck a woman in a cardboard box, he would. <laughs> the only reason he goes to do the, get the, the house and the car and all of that is to try and impress the woman. Right? <laughs> and it's facts. That's facts. It's true. And it's not necessarily that we should strive to impress women, but it's like, all right, what kind of standard are we dealing with here? Mm. So the spaces that I move in now, mm, we were speaking about the effect of the environment on a person, right? And that's very true. And what I've noticed is that since putting myself into, into certain coaching containers, like different environments with, with coaches with a certain energy and people that are doing certain type of like powerful work in the realm of... Mm, manifestation, spirituality, sex and relationships, just being around these people, all of them building like a, a purpose-based business has changed the way that I see everything and the way that I see myself and the way that I express myself. And so that's only possible because I'm in those environments. Yeah. Yeah. Like the environment is the soil. Yeah. That is the that is the soil. If the, the soil is of poor quality, it limits how we can grow as a seed. Clicking, clicking, clicking. Oh, powerful, powerful. Woo! It's true. It's true. You are what the you are. You will become the environment that you put yourself in. You need to surround yourself with what you want to be, pretty much. If you want to be a certain way, you got to go to the place where you can be that thing. Jeez. Man, I love it. Facts, facts. It's true. It's true. And what you said before as well, I fully agree with that. Like, <laughs> if you if we could fuck a woman in a box, we would. <laughs> it's true. Because the thing is, guys... Like I said, like I said before, I said this before, and I have to reiterate myself. It was a few podcasts ago. I don't know if people remember. But what I said before is, if we wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden, women all over the world just decided that, oh, guys under four foot, oh my God, they're the one. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. I need to get with a four foot dude or lower. Oh my gosh, turns me on. All of you tall motherfuckers would be like, what the heck? All of a sudden, there'll be surgeries on how to slice your bones out your leg, how to make yourself shorter, how to act like your four foot and all of this nonsense. All guys will just be, you know, I mean, and, in, and you know, it's, you know it to be true because already if you go online, there's already surgeries that guys are having to make themselves taller by putting a shunt in their leg and, and the metal slowly pulls their bone apart to grow bone in the middle to make themselves like an inch or two taller than they are 
and it's, oh wow that's yeah. that south park shit dude it's yeah exactly it's exactly like the south park shit but it's in real life look it up online it's in real life people are actually doing this and the reasons why they do it is because they feel like the world looks differently on them because they are short and now that they are an inch or two taller they all of a sudden have that boost in confidence. Oh my gosh, now with that inch or two more or that foot or not inch or two, um, that one foot or one foot and a half more. I'm like, oh man, I feel so, so much better, man. I feel like I can get women now and I can do this and I can do that. Because we always put ourselves, like you said, on the standard of whatever women want. Whatever women want or whatever we think women want, that's what we're going to do. Jeez, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's a trap. That's a trap getting caught up in what we think women want because we don't fucking know exactly. at the end of the day. They don't even know. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> this is also true. They no, don't nobody even... <laughs> knows what women want and everybody is interested in what women want. <laughs> I think we spoke about that as well. Like, everyone's interested in women. Like, women are the most interesting thing in the world for anybody. For anyone. You know? And... It makes sense. It makes oh, perfect God. sense. This is where life comes from. So like, oh. there's something going on that we need to figure out. Oh, and we, we're never going to figure out in this lifetime. And no one knows. And so <laughs> it just means, you know, so like to come back to what, what does it mean to be a man? In my experience and in my practice, it is being present, like being able to be so stable and grounded within myself. I can look into a woman, not at a woman, into a woman and then be able to help her bring those things out so she can understand herself better. Mm. And at the same time to offer protection, right? Mm. To offer protection and security. Security. Yep. Right. And the mantras this of is this where cast. The <laughs> war starts. What was that? The mantras of this cast. Of yes, security. Indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was thinking to myself, you know, regarding men doing the bare minimum and women setting the standard. I said, what would happen if all women across the world just decided, I'm not taking this shit anymore. We're all standing up. All of us. We're all raising the standard. We're all raising the bar. This is what we will accept and nothing less than that. And in theory what would happen is the men would have to raise the standard to meet that bar in yep. theory. Yep. In practice, what would most likely happen is a shit ton of abuse mm-hmm. in order to get those women to lower their bar again. And I realized, <laughs> ah, that's what the root of abuse is. Mm-hmm. The root of abuse is getting people to lower their standards in order to compensate for one's own insecurity and one's own fears. Clicking, clicking. And it's like shit. That is so this is where we are. Spitting fire. Spitting fire right now. It's true though. It's true. It's true. I mean, guys or like and it's not just guys as well. Women women do it as well. Like when when for, for just to give a short example. Um when a kid is with their parent. And let's say the kid, of course, is in school. And let's say uh, you're with your parent 
you're out doing something and the kid tells the parent, hey, we should go and do that because this is a thing. What would happen? The parent will get instantly flustered like, what? No, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. But then later on, you realize that, oh, actually, the kid was right. Would the parent be like, oh, you were right? No, they'll get a bit frustrated because they're like, oh, you think you're so smart, kid? Mm-hmm. Because it's that insecurity of the parent that they're not as smart as their kid. Because the parent, I'm the parent, I sh- I'm supposed to be smarter. And it's that insecurity which then brings the abuse onto the kid because they feel like you're not supposed to be smarter than me. Make yourself stupid. I'm supposed to be smart kind of thing. And that can be... Mm-hmm you know, placed into many different scenarios as well. That's the world we live in, unfortunately. But yeah, you're correct, man. If women raise the bar, then yeah, a lot of people would try and knock them back down and be like, uh-uh, we don't want to do that. It's too difficult. <laughs> Lower it. Crazy. Man. And talking about what it is to be a man, trying to, trying to, change not change but move the atmosphere onto the marvel cinematic universe this is something i talked Mm. to you about before now have you watched the marvel cinematic universe Mm, not in a long time i had every intention of getting some the other day and i'm not sure what happened (laughs) um you know, Disney Plus is right there. It's a, it's a click away. <laughs> um, but yes, as as yeah, I have not yet watched beyond. Shit, what was the last one I saw? Probably Civil War. Oh my lord! <laughs> that is a yeah. long, long way back. Indeed. So that's the and thing. I saw I saw Black Panther. Oh, and you saw that? Of course, you got You got to represent. You got to yeah. represent. So now I don't know if I should or should not spoil things. Uh, I told you already, man. I love spoilers. Give it to me. Okay, so... I'm in it for the symbolism. (laughs) Okay, that's because that's what I'm going for. So I want you guys to stay and listen, but this is for spoiling the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, except from Hawkeye, because that just came out and I haven't started watching Hawkeye yet. But everything from all of the Disney Plus shows, so that's Falcon and Shield, that's uh, One Division, and that's um, oh crap, what was the other one? There was Falcon and Shield, no Falcon and Winter Soldier, One Division, and I forgot the other one. Uh oh, and all of the movies up to Eternals. So, you've watched Civil War. So do you, you do you know about Thanos? Yes. Big purple guy. Yes. Okay. So what I, what people love about Thanos is he's kind of like you. So you watch Black Panther and you know about Warmonger. Yeah. And you know. Wait, all um, of, hmm? Killmonger. Killmonger. Sorry. See, I'm not. Wow. My brain. Killmonger. You're correct. Killmonger. <laughs> so you know his whole thing. That the, the whole reason why he was doing that whole thing was pre- basically to liberate all of the melanated people in the world and pretty much switch the flip on the whole situation. Mm. And instead of instead of the abuse and repression on melanated people, he wanted it to use the technology of Wakanda to take over all the Caucasians. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much 
he's doing uh a, he's doing something uh good but in the wrong way kind of thing yeah yeah the, the narrative yeah 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 so basically in the cinematic universe everyone thought that thanos was just you know well everyone first thought he was a crazy guy all right he's just going around destroying planets but then we realized that uh the reason why thanos is going around destroying planets is that he's actually trying to cut half of the population of all life in the universe because he wants to save life from going amok and destroying itself. Mm. Because on his home planet, Titan, um, they, they achieved great technological advances and their population boomed but apparently it got so big and so great that it ended up destroying itself. And him as a survivor didn't want that to happen to other planets. So now he's destroying all life or half life, half of the life of the universe to save the universe. That's his whole MO. Mm. All right. But now because of the new film Eternals that just came out, we just learned a whole bunch of new information that just flipped the whole script, basically. So, okay. So I, I just want you to, um, what's the word? Um, your brain to just sit on this information because I want to see what symbolism you want to get from this. So basically, okay. <clears throat> In this new movie, this new movie, The Eternals. Shut up, phone. God damn it. In this new mm-hmm. movie, The Eternals. That's Eternal. a phone. That's like a fire alarm. <laughs> Jesus. That's actually, that's actually my alarm. That's legit my alarm. I'm not going to lie to you. That's what wakes me up in the morning. That's what... I need that kind of firepower to get up in the morning, Aaron. <laughs> I need that kind of firepower. Let me switch all of this off so it doesn't flip and go on anymore. So basically, um, they revealed how the Marvel Cinematic Universe is created. Basically, there are these creatures called Celestials. And these Celestials... Yeah. Okay, see, I knew your brain would be... I knew your brain would be blown already. I knew your brain would be blown already. I knew it. Okay, trust me, bro. The symbolism hasn't even started yet. Don't worry. So, there's these almighty beings called the Celestials. And the Celestials were created in the the moments after the creation of the universe. So, when the universe was created, all of that energy and power that was coming forth that's what formed into the Celestials. And so the Celestials are these god, god-like beings that actually can create life. So they created the sun, the planets, and whole galaxies. But the issue is they, they couldn't, what's the word, make more of themselves. So... One of the leaders of the Celestials called Asherim, I think that's his name, Asherim, he basically devised an idea 
and then the idea was to get a bit of celestial energy into a seed and to throw that seed into a planet right actually first actually first first let me actually get you into the plot of eternals oh no fuck that the, the plot was eternals was kind of meh anyway anyway let me continue so throw the seed into a planet and wait for the celestial to be born from the planet all right but the issue was you need intelligent life to breed on that planet to then filter energy into the seed of the celestial for the seed to be born and on these planets it was really hard for intelligent life to you know prosper because of uh you know predators you know so ashram decided to create um creatures to help intelligent life on planets exist so he created these creatures called deviants and so he created deviants and spread them all across the universe all across different galaxies to go to planets to basically become the top predators of that planet so they can destroy the predators killing intelligent life and this worked until the deviants were able to evolve and then they went out of control and they then themselves became the top dogs of those planets and ended up destroying intelligent life anyway. So Ashram was like, hmm, I kind of fucked up on that. So he decided to then create another creature to be more humanoid and to not be able to evolve. And those are called Eternals. So the job of the Eternals are then to go to the planets that have deviants and then kill all the deviants on that planet so that intelligent life can prosper. Because if intelligent life prospers, once the population has gotten to a certain point, all of that energy filters into the core of the planet into the celestial and that celestial can now be born and breaks out of the planet and then you have a whole new god-like creature and that god-like creature can go around and create new suns new planets and new galaxies that's how that entire universe flows are you with me 100% because you just described my life. <laughs> you just described my life and the story of Earth. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. So that seed, right? That yeah. seed. What if that, what if that seed was a meteor, for example, that, right? That was cast down to Earth in order to be buried in soil and then have life develop from that meteor seed. Mm hmm. That's pretty much what they were saying. That's pretty much what they were saying. That's why, yeah. yeah. And these these celestials, right? The, the, all this intelligent life is us. We are in these these human vessels, and at the same time, there's energy coming from the cosmos that ultimately 
will help us to evolve and break out of these body prisons and return to our highest state where we are creators of galaxies and solar systems and other such things. Uh, the deviance is everything that we call evil, everything that we call, you know, demons and demonic. And they, they ultimately serve a purpose, which is to create a balance, to create some kind of balance so that the intelligent life can come through. It must, it's, you know, it's, um, what do you call it? It's protons and electrons, that positive and negative. And the, the man, matter and antimatter is that, that struggle, that battle, that back and forth of two opposing forces that creates a spiral upwards in evolution. Then yeah. what do you call them? The eternals, right? The, eternals. the ones that don't evolve. Yeah. The ones right. that live forever. That don't like evolve. What we would call. Right. Yeah. That sounds to me like something that humans would call AI. But for someone who doesn't watch the movies, they would technically imagine. Okay, so Eternals will basically imagine robots that look. No, they're basically um, what's it called? Um, androids. Imagine androids, really, really yeah. realistic humanoid-looking androids. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch this shit, man. <laughs> oh man, so that was dope. Yeah, so the ish, the, the 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 most interesting thing is when that movie dropped in the uh, post screen credits. What we then realized is, oh my god! By the way, because uh, I'm like I said, I already warned you guys that that I'm spoiling the whole MCU, but um. Harry Styles from One Direction is now in the MCU. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it blew my mind when I saw him on screen as well. I'm like, why the fuck is Harry Styles on the screen? Wait, as, as, as Harry Styles? No, 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 as not as Harry Styles. Not as Harry Styles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I play myself in the MCU. <laughs> Um, no, he was actually playing a character called Star Fox. I believe it was Star Fox. And basically, okay. he literally busted out and literally just said, I am, I am an eternal like you guys. And I am the brother of Thanos. Now, this is a very fucking big deal. Because him saying that he's the brother of Thanos and him be saying that he was an eternal like the other guys means that Thanos also is an eternal, but he doesn't know yes, that he's he. an eternal. So Thanos was going around trying to destroy half the life in the universe because he said that he needs to destroy the only way to save life is to destroy half of it so that life doesn't go unchecked like that was literally his whole drive and the big mm. like mind-blowing thing is the whole plot of the entire movie was when the Eternals first came to Earth it was 7,000 years ago in like old mesopotamia like back 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 in the day 
And when they came to Earth, humans were just first starting out in their villages and little hovels and stuff. And they basically, of course, were only supposed to kill deviants to allow humans to do their thing and get smarter and evolve and whatever. And basically, they ended up falling in love with the human race, right? And so they live for thousands and thousands of years. They never age, but the human race, you know, continues on. And then come to present day, you know, they thought their whole mission was to save humans, but then they find out that actually their whole mission is to kill deviants so that the human population can, you know, explode so that there's so much intelligent life that the the seed in Earth was the celestial in Earth was named Tiamat. Was, his name was Tiamat, and seriously, yes, Good. yeah, exactly. Wow. And um, the whole thing was that they were supposed to allow Tiamat to be born. Now, if Tiamat is born from Earth, that means Earth and every single human on that planet is destroyed, because their whole purpose was to was to bring energy into Tiamat so Tiamat can be born. If Tiamat is born, Earth is destroyed, human race is gone. So now the Eternals realized that their actual mission wasn't to save humans, but it was to actually allow the Celestial to be born. And now they're in a catch-22 because they're like, fuck, um, we, uh, shit, our mission was actually to allow a celestial to be born, but we kind of like humans now. So they didn't know what the fuck to do. Do we, do we save humans? Do we, do we destroy humans and let Tiamat be born? Because the issue was, even if, if they destroy Earth, then Earth is destroyed and humans are dead. But because Tiamat will be born, Tiamat as a celestial will be able to, you know, create, galaxies and create billions hundreds and billions of more lives but then if they save earth that means they only save what a few billion people but tiamat they'll just they'll destroy a celestial and then hundreds of billions of different beings won't be created and that's basically the whole plot of eternals Mm. yeah bro that sounds like my life, man. <laughs> Why is it so funny point where it's like, like, this is my life? <laughs> is it my role to save people, like to save humans, or is there a greater purpose for what I'm doing? Okay, I'm going to let and you... It's like, yeah, go, 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 drop, drop it, drop no, it. I'm gone. No, no, I'm going to let you drop it. What have you gained from that? Go yeah. on. It's like, what, what if I am just supposed to let this celestial be born? And the way to do that is through working with humans, but not necessarily to save them at, at all costs, you know? Cause it's like, what are we actually generating here? What are we creating um, with each other? So that's what that's what really comes up for me. And especially when you mentioned that name, Tiamat, I was like, hold on, that's an ancient Babylon, uh, Babylonian goddess. Um, I'm not entirely sure what she's related to. Let me have a quick Google search here. Yeah, go ahead. Tiamat, a goddess in ancient Mesopotamian mythology. She is the queen and mother of evil dragons and a member of the default pantheon of Dungeons and Dragons gods. Damn. So 
I tend to look at everything as everything. So it's everything is a part of this reality and there are no, you know, like, like we say, there are no coincidences mm-hmm. and there are no accidents. Everything that exists here exists for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're telling these stories in Marvel for a reason. And it's not just for entertainment. There's a, a story about us that we're not necessarily aware of. And I feel as though subconsciously they are coming back to us especially through these movies and like symbols that people get in their dreams. And I went to a couple of things that you said that really made me be like, huh, what's the, the purpose of that symbol or of that statement? So you mentioned Thanos um, being out to destroy half the life in the universe. And I was like, that's very specific, half the life. So I remember that the half life of an atom is the time that it takes for half of it to decay, right? For so far, for half of its life to decay or half of the material to decay. And I was like, okay, so we're on that journey of decaying, right? But at the same time, he's talking about doing it for a greater good. And I was like, huh. So it's destruction, but also in a sense, creation. And you also mentioned the, was it the, the Eternals falling in love with the, the humans? Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah. And them, you know, being felt like they're in a catch-22. Like, you know, do we, we save the humans or do we let the Celestial be born? And it's like, how many times have they had to make that decision before? Because I'm like, this isn't the first ah, and only go around in Earth. And this is, this is, this is the funny thing that yeah. I forgot to say. To add and on that ties to- into Doctor Strange. Um, and who was who who he fucking with at the end of that movie? When you oh, caught him in Do, a time loop. Dormammu. Dormammu. Yeah, indeed. So all of that and everything that happened in the Doctor Strange movie is all tied into this as well. Um, what else is there that came up for me? What else is there? Yeah, this is an interesting universe that's being built. That's all I can say. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> God damn. And it's, yeah, it really... I feel a lot of this. I need to go and see this shit. Wow. I'm going to make some time for this and then watch all of it. Bro. Is Eternals on Disney Plus as well? Um, I believe later on it should be. I think most of the stuff should be coming to Disney okay. Plus. It, it's still in cinemas. That's the thing. It's still in the cinemas. So I don't know if it's oh, Disney okay, okay. Plus yet. Yeah, it's going to take a long minute. But I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Eternals is one of those movies where it's not, it's not bad, but it's not good it's one it's like it's weird it's like because there's some good bits in it and there's some other bits when you're like why (laughs) why is it like this you should have done it like that so it's one of those middle of the range movies but what the movie represented and the storyline and the ending was it could go so well in the next movie but this movie was meh but just to pick up what you just said about um, like their decision and like didn't they do this before actually what they figured out is that the the celestial that created them Asherim what he does is that every time an eternal uh, birth helps a celestial be born on the planet that they're assigned to he takes them back and he, he erases their memories and stores them in like this memory bank 
and then he resets them, sends them to another planet to do it all over again. Mm. <laughs> ah, shit. So one of the characters, um, Angel- Angelina Jolie's character called Thena, her whole thing was that she was the crazy one of the group and they called her disease was called mad weary and it's mad weary is when um what's it she she apparently they thought mad weary is when you've lived for so long that your memories start to crush you because they've lived for like thousands of years and it's like your memories start to fuck with your brain and Mm. What they figured out later on is that, oh, it's not the fact that her memories are crushing her brain. It's the fact that something went wrong when her memories was being erased. So she still remembers her past lives on different planets that have filtered through. And that's why she's acting so crazy. And this is why Celestials create life in the first place. This is why they must experience life like that through multiple different humans, human bodies. Because the weight of all of those past lifetimes would crush a single human. They wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm. Mm. Yo. And, and what I really love as well is how it, it, it goes. Um, what was I going to talk about? Morality. I want to hear what you're going to say though, because it sounded like it was following on. I'll come back to oh, this point. Yeah, sorry. Uh, about your morality point yeah but just just to say and um just to go on the whole thena thing with uh how she remembers her past lives the theory is that thanos himself was an eternal but he did not he didn't know that he was an eternal that's why he was able to survive the destruction of his home planet Titan. And he himself also had the same illness that Thena had is which he remembers his past lives um, on other planets as an eternal, but he doesn't understand why he doesn't remember the celestial being born. He just knows that if you destroy half the life on the planet, it stops the planet from being destroyed. But he doesn't know the reason why he's doing that is because he's stopping a celestial being born because he must in the back of his brain, remember a celestial being born and destroying his home planet of Titan, or I should say the planet he was assigned. And that's why now he's going on a mad killing spree trying to destroy half of the universe but to do but because oh okay because the leader of the of the eternals on planet earth her name was ajak and she knew all along from the beginning she's the only one that was told that a celestial was going to be born to destroy all of the humans she then decided to change her mind and save the humans instead because when Thanos snapped, when, you know, because, okay, spoiler alert, Thanos won and he actually did end up succeeding and snapping away half of the life of the universe. And when that happened, 
she said that it actually stopped and prolonged Tiamat from being born. Because if Thanos didn't do that, then Tiamat would have already been born earlier and whole of Earth would have been destroyed. But because that didn't happen, she was, I guess, proud of the human race because they put in so much effort to snap everyone back to life that she's like, oh, these guys are dope. I can't see them be destroyed. And that's why she changed her mind in the last minute to save all of them. Mm. Everything touches everything else. That's why I, I get from that, what you just ran down. Everything touches everything else. Mm. And even just the fact that Thanos, you know, thought he was this, I, I suppose, organic, if you could say, being, mm. you know, fully sentient, fully with, with free will. When in reality, he'd been given his instructions already. And that's pretty much all he knows. But mm. he, he feels like a complex, you know, being in that sense. And, and he is. So it's, it's, it's this and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, you were going to talk about morality yeah, before. Everything, that's everything. Yeah. And that's, that's where morality comes into the, the picture. Because for me personally, morality doesn't have much space anymore in my existence hmm. for the reason and I'll, I'll put it to you with an example that I got from somebody that I, I listened to so if I came to your door one day all right, covered in blood and you're like what happened and like oh yeah there's a there's an old lady outside I ran a rope with my car Whoa. and beat the shit out of her This is her blood. Oh, God. <laughs> what would be your response to that? Just like that, I would have been like, whoa, holy shit. I'd actually ask you, are you are you fucking with me right now? Are you are you are you fucking with me? You playing? This is this is this is some crazy joke, dude. You playing? And I, I'll tell you I did that. I'll say to you I did that. And I'll say I'll do it again. Oh shit. Shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my lord. So, am I am I an evil person for that? Um see, I would just say that you're crazy. I would say something happened to you that just turned you absolutely crazy, and I need to somehow apprehend you in some way, shape, or form so you don't do any more crazy shit. And it's for your own good. <laughs> As my friend. I need to do this for you because I don't want you to live with the fact of knowing that you did that. I don't think you're in the right headspace. Mm. Fair enough. But what if I said to you, yeah, she locked my entire family in a house and set the house on fire. Um, fucked with my identity. Basically killed every single person I know and love. Uh, locked me in a basement and tormented me for months, brainwashed me, and tried to reprogram my entire existence and understanding of who I am. How would that change the picture for you? I would say first, show me proof. Show me proof. I need proof of this shit. 
show me proof. Why? Because I don't believe it. You know, you can't, you can't like, it, it's, it's a lot of information to give to someone. So if I open the door, mm-hmm. you're full of blood. And you said you ran over an old lady and then you said you do it again. Right. So right. already I'm thinking he's fucking with me. Right. So already I need to see proof that you did actually run over a lady and beat the shit out of her and to death. I need to see proof of that. And then when I see that proof, I'm going to be like, you are in, I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be scared for my own life. Cause I'm going to be like, if he can do that to her, uh, he could probably do that to me. But as a friend, I want, I know you're not in the right headspace. So I need to somehow get you apprehended in a safe fashion so that you don't do this to anyone else. Then if you tell me what you just told me that she did this, she did that, then I'm going to be like, motherfucker, show me proof of that. Because now I need proof to know that what you said is actually true. Because I need to first see all of the facts before I can act accordingly. Interesting. Interesting. So if I find myself in that kind of situation, I'm not coming to your door. I'm going to be like, this motherfucker's going to be looking for proof. And I'm just trying to get someone to listen to me. I'm trying to tell someone, yo, I just went through hell. And I finally escaped and I, I fucking killed the person that, that, you know, I experienced that hell with. And this motherfucker wants proof. Yes. I'm like, shit. I'm like, shit. God damn. I just Bro. want someone to listen to me and give me a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing though Cotton, you, okay, you, can, you need to understand it From my point of view though For like I, Okay from my point of view Right You are a close friend You're at my door You're filled with blood You're telling me you just did this thing Right and you're telling me like of course like just just out of thinking that you're fucking with me of course i'll invite you in but of course if i smell the blood in you and it smells like blood i'm like bro what the fuck dude i'll tell you to get in but i'll be like bro what the fuck is going on like what is this shit and if you tell me that you run over old lady you did all of that shit i'll be like bro are we cool like i'll be like am i like seriously i have to think i don't know if i'm safe like depending on how you're reacting as well. Like if you're distraught, if you're like, oh my God, I'm distraught. Holy shit. Then we're like, bro, calm down. If you want to take a shower, okay, take your shower. But like at the back of my head, I'm like, bro, I don't know what kind of headspace you're in. I don't know where's he at right now. Because you better tell me that she did all of that shit before I get into the living room because I might just call the police or something. Because I don't know if... Your headspace is correct. You might go into the shower, do your thing, grab a knife on your way out, and then come and kill me. I don't know that. So, even though we're friends, I I don't know what headspace you're in to be, you know what I'm saying? That's why I said I need proof. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yes, interesting. See, my... My process with that would be, so if I was somebody and that was someone else who came to my, my, my place and they're like, all right, 
yeah, I just ran over this woman, you know, she did all this shit and then I, I found her and I just, I, I, I had to just take her out because I can't, you know, I couldn't leave it like that. The first thing I'm looking at is, do I know this person to be a bloody murderer? Usually. What is their track record? <laughs> is this, has this person murdered somebody before? And you'd be like, no? Okay, so this must be something real serious. But how must be do a, you know a, really, though? Yeah. How do you know really? Because some people can be very secretive, you know? I am a reader of energy. So that's what I they said about Ted Bundy, in it? Because, say again? That's what they said about Ted Bundy. It was Ted Bundy, right? Yeah. But what did they say about him? I swear Ted, Ted Bundy is that guy that was killing off mad women. And then they said that he He's was... The, the mass murderer, yeah. Yeah. Serial killer, rather. Yeah, and that he... Yeah. And they were like, oh, he's such a sweet dude. He would never do that. And then they found out that he killed 30 women, like. All right. So, you know, like I said, I'm a reader of energy. Anyone can put on a personality. You can't hide your energy. How do you so that know that, start. though? How do you know? Like I said, I'm a reader of, like I said, I'm a reader of energy. That's and at the end of the day, my, my, you know, I am, I, I just don't need, I don't need proof like that. I don't need proof. My, my thing is, how do I know this person to be usually, how do I read their energy? You know? And let, let me put it, let me put it, I, I'm going to hold up a mirror on it. If somebody came to you, or not came to you, they kidnapped your family and they're all tied up. And they're literally, so they've, they've, they've taken out, you know, a couple of your family members already and they're about to get to the rest of them. And then you burst in the door and right there is an ax. What are you doing? Say that again, one more time. So this person's kidnapped your family. Yeah, kidnapped my family. Killed a couple of your family members already. Oh, sure. And they're, they're about to work their way to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And then you burst in. You, you found their location. Okay. You burst into this this room, this house that mm-hmm. they're in. And as soon as you burst in, you find an axe by yeah. the door. Of course. Yeah. That you, you have access to. So you can pick mm-hmm. up this axe. Uh-huh. And then this person that already killed some of your family has come for the rest of them mm-hmm. is about five feet away from you. Uh-huh. What are you doing? I'm, I'm going to slay that motherfucker. It's Bankai time. I'm going to go Bankai. I'm going to get Zuka to show this motherfucker to death. Yeah. Easy. Of it's course. an easy decision. Get Zuka to ensure, man. going to slay this dude. Does that make you evil? No, of course not. Why not? Because you are, one, not only defending the rest of your family members that are about to be killed by this person, but you're, two, avenging the family members that have already been slain by this person. So if you then, right after killing that person, go to a friend's house, and then the first thing they think is, oh, do I need to call the police on this person? I'd be like, what does that, what does that do for you? What does that do for me? I'd be like, mm-hmm. bro, shit went down. <laughs> if they're going to call the police, I'm like, well, call the police, man. Like, because the, look, if I just did that and then I went to a mate's house and then I told them, 
can I just come in for a sec? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is what happened. Da, 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 da. And they say they're going to call the police. I'm like, you do you, man. I ain't stopping you. Because remember what you told me, you told me it in bits and pieces. Remember, you said you just uh, ran over an old lady and you punched her up. All right. If you said from the get go that, look, this, 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 I, I just ran over an old lady. She fucked with my family. She fucked with my fit, like with my life and all of this stuff. Can I come in? Can I just chill out? I'd be like, well, get in here. Like, tell me more about this old lady. What went down? All right. Talk to me. That's what I would say. But you started out just saying, I just ran over a lady and punched her out. And now I'm covered in her blood. I'm like, bro, I need more information. <laughs> what? <laughs> am I am I safe right now from you? <laughs> like if you came out saying See? No, but you, you need to you need to be more specific with what you say. You can't just show no, up. No, no, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is perfect. You know I'll what tell I'm you saying? why. You can't just show up on this someone's is, this is Okay, go on. Okay. This is perfect. And I'll tell you why. Go on. And this is exactly what morality is about. So I'm so glad that that you put it like that. Okay. Because Good and evil is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. And and if you spin the narrative the right way, you can make someone look evil. And if you spin it another way, you can make them look good. Exactly. I believe that too. So what the fuck is evil? What the fuck is good? I I already you said know? this. There's no such thing. Everything is grey. I already said this. Everything is all grey. We live in a grey area and people are creating their own goods and evils. It's all in the eyes of the beholder. But you can say that. You can say that intellectually and verbally. But can you live that? No, because we can't help but see stuff as good and see stuff as bad. We literally physically and emotionally cannot do that. Something is good. Oh, that's right. good. I'm going to hang around with that. That's so bad. I'm moving into a space. I'm moving into a space of emotional amorality. And that's scary for most people. That's very scary for most people. I'm moving into a space where I can still live and feel as a human, right? Be engaged in the human experience. And at the same time, be able to not be so attached to it that I don't see what's going on in the higher levels because if I don't then I can easily be manipulated I can easily be manipulated by any of these black mirrors any of these screens right I think we spoke about that last week that are in our homes and and that we have been given right any of these these people that put the material on there can put a narrative and they can start at any point of the story they want. And just like you said, the part that of the story that it starts at affects one's perception of it, affects your interpretation of it. So then it's like, huh, this is where that whole story started. So this is what I think and this is the way I see it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what about the information that you didn't get? Or what about the extra information that you got that wasn't relevant, but now seems relevant, Mm. you know? So it's how can you actually take control of your own experience Mm. and not be manipulated emotionally by morality? I get you. 
I fully understand where you're coming from now. I fully understand what you're trying to say. Because that was dope. I'm so proud of myself. I built that shit up over like 20 minutes. That was cold <laughs> as fuck. Yes. That was good. I applaud you. <laughs> that was actually good. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Holy shit. You you literally walked me into that one, didn't you? <laughs> That was good. I agree. I'm not gonna lie. I agree. But here's the thing: people, people see emotions as the way we have to communicate. And if you don't use your emotions, that means you're just a robot inside. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not affected by mm. anything emotionally, then you're just fucked. In the head. That's why to tell people to be, but the thing is, right? Okay, no, let me just continue. To tell people to see that there's no good and evil, and good and evil are constructs that they've created for themselves. That's that's too much. That's too much for them. That's too much for the simple plebeian on the street. They can't do that. It's it's gonna blow their minds. Like I've always said that. We all live in the gray world, right? We all live. Everything is gray. Like there are people that do bad things for good reasons. And there's people that do good things, but for bad reasons. Hence why there's no such thing as good and evil, because it's all relative to what you think. It's all whatever. But to say that is to, you know... People will just go in an uproar and say, what's wrong with you? Of course, there's good and evil. And I do believe, like I've said before, it's because of religion, especially Christianity, that has drilled into people that there's a heaven and a hell. There's an angel and a demon. There's a God and a devil. And with that in in just implanted into people's heads for so many generations, that's just what they believe. There has to be a good and evil. It pervades entire society. It's in in religion. It's in sports. It's in entertainment. You know, every movie is who's the hero, who's the villain, like who's the bad guy. Who, what is the the villainous challenge that needs to be overcome? You know, sports are about my team versus your team. You know, whose team is better, red versus blue? Mm-hmm. Everywhere you look is red versus blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um yeah, this is the the construct. Even even the Matrix movie itself, right? And there goes the red and blue again, right, with the pills. <laughs> For a long time, I was on the side of okay, yeah, we just got to take the red pill and dive down the rabbit hole and see the truth. But now, I'm like, hold on. We take both pills. We take both pill or we take neither. But we can take both pills. So that's a purple pill, right? The red and the blue. And one is able to see the truth. And at the same time, um, how do you describe it? You wake up uh, back in the matrix and believe whatever you want to believe, right? So we can see the truth and still believe whatever we want to believe. So I can construct my reality to decide that certain things are good and certain things are evil, while the whole time realizing that nothing is good and evil. 
but just at this time, this is what I've chosen. So I'll give you an example from my waking life. Right now, um, I've declared blame. I've declared war on blame. So blame is the villain in my story right now. Right? I'm, I'm preaching self-responsibility and accountability. So any anything to do with blaming is the villain, is the bad guy in my book. And at the same time, I know, no, it's not. Because <laughs> blame is a part of our journey and everyone's done it and it serves a purpose. But in terms of the message that I'm putting out there, fuck blame, man. Take responsibility for your shit. You know, I'm playing the game. I'm playing the game. And it's a joke and it's very serious at the same time. <laughs> I love it. Just to come back to what you said before, how can one know the truth, but yet still act like they still believe in what they believe in? Like that, that baffles me. How can you know the truth of things, but then still decide to believe whatever you want to believe, even though you know the actual truth? How can you do that? How can you be... Or why would you want to do that? How can you be George and at the same time, if somebody offered you a role in a movie, you could play that character? But isn't that different though? Why? Hmm. So you're saying so pretty much on 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 that account, that's how gods can live amongst us. That's how a God can live amongst man. A God knowing everything about everything, but yet acting like, man, I don't know shit. I'm just like you guys. That's exactly it. That's, that's exactly it. And that's what God is doing. God is pretending to be Aaron. God is pretending to be George. Right now. Some mad deep philosophical shit, man. <laughs> Some mad philosophical talk, man. Hmm. Hmm. That's so weird because I always believed that. Because okay, so it, it comes down to the whole meaning of life talk as well. Because I always believed that once someone understands the meaning of life then life itself becomes futile to live because you already know the meaning why live a life where you already know everything so you're saying that someone can know the meaning of life and yet still live life anyway knowing the meaning of it all they won't get bored they won't be dissatisfied but they don't know the meaning of it all because whatever realization they come to, they're still fucking human. They still got to take a shit. As long as you still got to take a shit, you're still on this journey. You're still. If if you knew everything you needed to know, you you jump right out of human body instantly. You exactly. transcend immediately. Exactly. Yeah. But the fact that you're still in it means that well, you ain't figured this shit out. There's still some shit that you got to experience as a human. But. But you just said that someone can know everything and yet still live their lie. So 
you're saying okay it's see not, this, 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 is, this, this not, is what i'm trying to understand though this is what i'm trying to understand so you okay. just said that once someone understands everything they'll instantly become transcendent and break out of their human body but you also if said they, if they mm-hmm. go but, on but you also said that if that same someone knows everything they can still be in their human body and yet live their lie acting like they don't know everything that they've just learned. But they're not living a lie. That's the thing. And they're not in the same dimension or rather they're in multiple dimensions at once. So you can be your realized God self in a higher dimension and still project lower down onto this one. Just like I can be Aaron and I can act as, I don't know, Chris in a play. I know that the play is not Aaron, but Chris is another dimension that I'm channeling. I'm channeling a character called Chris from a higher dimension called Aaron. So I'm using my experiences and my knowledge and my wisdom of acting, of emotions, of speech and enunciation to channel this character called Chris in this play. And when I'm, when I'm being Chris, I'm, I am Chris. I'm not like, Oh yeah. Um, I, I need to go and get some, I don't know, fucking food as Aaron later. Like I'm in the character of Chris and Chris is the most important thing. You know about method acting, right? Yeah. I know about method acting. I love method acting right. actually. Exactly. These people they take on the new persona. And this is exactly what's happening from higher dimensions into this one. Aaron is a persona. So I can see truth, right? I can connect with my higher self in a higher dimension. But at the end of the day, this consciousness is still traveling the Aaron journey. So this part of the consciousness is still traveling the Aaron journey. Imagine it like an arm. It's like a like a like a, a tree, right? So the trunk is the the larger part of the consciousness, and it breaks off into a branch, right? So that branch then breaks off into another branch, and then from that other branch is that part of the consciousness that reaches into this human experience as Aaron. And so Aaron goes through his life thinking, "Oh yeah, my name is Aaron, and this I was born at this time, and I've done this, and these are my hopes and dreams, and I love this, and I hate that." And at the end of the day, it's all to the good. And I get to go through that experience. And during that experience, as I connect to my higher self and download more truth, I can then see this reality from a higher perspective. And it's not that I understand everything. It's that I realize that there are natural laws and natural flows that govern this life, that govern this experience. So it's like, ah, so maybe instead of being stressed and suffering all the time, I can learn to flow in this reality. So it's not that I'm living a lie. It's that I'm learning how to be a human to the, to the highest of my ability, to the most efficient, the, the, the optimal way of being. I can be like, oh shit, I am God in a higher dimension. Right? So in this dimension, if I know that I am God and I know that I created this reality with these laws, and with these flows, 
then I can just align my human self with it. So I'm not struggling and suffering all the time like I was before, trying to fight my way through it, arguing with people and shit, you know, about who's right and who's wrong, who's better, who's stronger, you know, um, dealing with all of this, these fears and this, this self-worth issues and, you know, lack of self-love. It's like all of a sudden I can reach into this higher dimension, into that higher understanding and live this life differently. So it's not about what one is doing. It's about how one is doing it, right? You can have two people outside mm, chopping trees down for a living, right? One of them is like, oh, I hate this shit. You know, I'd rather be doing blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm sick and tired, you know? And the other one's like, yeah, yeah. You know, this is the flow. My body is moving and it's connected to this axe. I mean, I don't know if people use axes anymore, but um, yeah, it's the principle of it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Like there's an old proverb that says, before you reach enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. (laughs) And after you reach enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. (laughs) It's not about what you do, it's how you do it. Hmm. You know what this reminds me of, what you just said? And what Eternals as well reminds me of. There was this um, YouTube video I watched. I believe the channel was called Kurtzkazar. I really love Kurtzkazar, by the way. I'm going to shout out. Kurtzkazar, yeah. I fucking I know, love yeah. all of those videos. Those guys are doing some amazing things. And I think it was Kurtzkazar anyway. Um, They did this short, right? This short video, this short film. And it was bloody amazing. And I, they really need to make that into a full-fledged show or film or episode or something. But the whole concept was there's this person living their life on planet Earth and they're going through the motions, going through the stuff. And then they basically came to a point where they understood and realized something. And then all of a sudden there was this like, I think they were talking, I think they, they died. And then the God of that world started to talk to them and went, Hey, you good? Like, what, what happened? Um, and the God's like, Oh, well, well you died. You're dead. But, um, don't worry. You're good now. You've made it. And he's like, what? Like, yeah, you've made it. And I, I'm not really good. I need to watch it again. I'm not really good at explaining it, but what basically the concept is the whole point they were talking about the, re, the, uh, what's it called? The meaning of life and all of that. And the whole plot was that that person was actually every single other human being on the planet. And that person's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you are every single person on this planet. Like you have been reincarnated into every single person on this planet. Every single person on this planet is you and you are every single other person on this planet. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me I was like, for an example, I was Michael Jackson. It's like, yeah, you were Michael Jackson. You're telling me I was Adolf Hitler. Yeah, you were even Adolf Hitler. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what, what, what? Yeah, that, that old lady that over there, that's you. That baby that that person's holding, that's you. The person holding the baby is you. And it's like, what? And he goes, the whole point is that this was a whole experiment. 
because this is how we create us. And the person that, what are you talking about? It's like, you have to go through many different human experiences and all of that accumulation gets to a point where you have gained so much experience and understanding and knowledge that you yourself become a god. And then you can now join us, the other gods, in the higher plane. And they're like, really? It's like, yeah, come along, come join us. Your experience on this planet is now over. You finished, you have graduated. You can now become a god like us. And that storyline really blew my mind. It's like, imagine, imagine you were every single human being that has lived, that is living and will ever live. It's just, you are just constantly reincarnated in all of these different other people just to gain all of this experience and understanding to then accumulate to become a god. And I was like, fuck me, that needs to be some kind of movie or sign. And that just goes into what you Bro, were saying. It is. It is. That's... They've been talking about this for thousands of years. Thousands of years. This this is it. There's only one of us, bro. There's only one of us. There's only one of us. And we just pretend to be different people. We just come into this stage show to play different roles and understand from different perspectives. But there's only one of us. I really need to find that video. It was a good video, man. I don't know if it was... I forgot if it was Kurzgesagt's son. I really want to show it to you. It really blew my mind when I watched it. I was like, oh my God, this is such an amazing concept. And like you said, yeah, that could be what what is going on right now. Because I told you about Shaman King before. Remember when I told you that in Shaman yeah. King, there's the great spirit. And the great spirit is an accumulation of every single spirit on the planet. And that when you die, you go back to the great spirit and the great spirit then, you know, to create another life takes another uh, spirit to go into that life. Yeah. So like you said, yeah, this story has been told for a long time. This is it. This is just us remembering ourselves. That's what we're going through right now. This is an, an awakening portal, an awakening gateway, especially coming into 2022 which is why it's important to keep our systems clear so we can receive this celestial energy. Hmm. All of these movies are about us, bro. (laughs) All of these movies are about us. Every single song is about us. Every piece of music, every piece of art. It's about us. Every thing you look outside is a reflection of us. This is, there's only one of us. There's only one of us. Yeah. It's just different clues about different parts of us. I mean, when we do say that God is in all of us, I mean, to be honest, that's true because, I mean, of course that's true, but just to talk to the religious people, they always say that God is in all of us. If, if God is in all of us and we're all God, then we're all connected and we're all one. So why is it that there's still so much, you know, difference and wars and people just hating on each other? Why, why, why are we still going through all of this, even though we know we're all under this 
thing together. The human experience, we call it. The human experience. We're all going through it together. And yet, why is there still pain and strife and stuff like that? Because people need proof. Because people need proof. Explain that. What do you mean that by people need proof? Remember the scenario, the scenario that we went through? Oh, yeah. And you've spoken how you would need proof in order to discern certain things, right? That's that. It's a that's that left brain way of being. It's separation consciousness. It's I need to be able to prove this. I need to be able to mm, physically, you know, find an, an understanding for this thing using actual physical things that I can prove. Um, right brain is more so abstract. All right. And again, coming back to the red pill, blue pill, it's the same as left brain, right brain. Neither one is better than the other. They both serve their purpose, but they must be used in unison. And so, as you said, we are all connected. And this is how we can have empathy, for example, for one another. And this is how we can read the energy of another being because we are connected to that person. You've been a serial killer already. You've also been killed multiple times you know there's only one of us and my journey is how can I tap so deeply into myself that I can really sense that connection that I have with every other being on this planet jeez jeez I hope you guys are having as much fun as we are talking about this (laughs) Some really deep philosophical stuff right here. Yes, let's leave, let's leave them with that. Mm. We coming up. Oh, we got an hour and a half. I'm telling you, when we when we talk, we can talk, man. We can talk when we talk, man. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> okay, so I can, I can. How we how we gonna end this one? How we how we gonna end this one? There's only one of us. There's only one of us. I would just say meditate on that. Reminds me of that uh, Lion King 2 song. We are one, you and I. Do you remember that song? Do you know that song? Have you watched that uh, Simba's Pride? Lion King 2? Yes, indeed. We are, we are more one. than we are. We are one. Mm. One family under the sun, under the Milky Way. <laughs> That's a nice one to end it off. Yes. Okay. Oh, I hope you enjoyed it. Love yourselves. This was dope, man. Yeah. This was dope. Yeah. See you guys on the next one. gonna do the way out oh shit <laughs> oh my god i fucked up this time i fucked up this time okay okay i fucked up this time this was me bad this is me bad and <laughs> and we out peace hmm.